welcome to My Dead Parents. I'm Brianna Helders, and I'm here with Johnny Swarsbeam. Hi, everybody. <laughs> That's not your voice. <laughs> no. <laughs> Doesn't sound I like mean, you what, at all. What is a voice? This is, this, that, yeah, that. What is talking that voice? That Jewy tone is probably the most <laughs> my voice. What is a voice? <laughs> um, <laughs> Why are you here? Oh, uh, I, I was I was gonna talk about my dead parent. You have a dead parent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my father. Your father died. My father passed away. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thank you. When? Uh, so it'll be three years. April twenty sixth. It was April twenty sixth, two thousand sixteen. It's so recent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't too long ago. Um. Do you want to talk about how he died? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, he passed away due to uh, post-surgery complications of a quadruple bypass surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was one of those where, uh, you know, uh, he wasn't the, the healthiest man and then uh, had the procedure done. And then when he came out, he was doing okay. Uh, and then... Uh, started doing poorly. Uh, I believe he got a bladder infection uh, from the catheter. And then they put oh. him back under. And then he came out and he was doing really well. Uh, except he was very, like, aggressive uh, and, like, you know, not really, ended up not doing so hot. So they're like, let's let's put him under one more time because, you know, he's exacerbating a lot of other life-threatening stuff. And then uh, they put him down again. And then the third time they try to bring him up, uh, I believe they couldn't do it, and that's when he passed away. So when they put him under, you mean they just like put him into like a uh, a drug induced coma sort of thing? I'm not sure because like, it wasn't to do a procedure. It, it was to, I believe it was to fix things that were going poorly. Like so they were the cutting him process. open. They were like putting him under to bring him into the operating room. I don't think they were going like to. No, I don't think there was any surgeries after that initial one. Oh, okay. So it was like, give your body time to heal. Right. While you're, yeah, that's... I'm pretty sure that. I think that's pretty common. That's happened to a couple of people in my family. We're just like, they need their body to rest. And so they need to like be put out and not and not be straining themselves or anything with just um, normal person stuff. Right. Like a lot of... Uh, uh, from stuff I read, there was... a. Uh, you know, after after a major surgery, there's a lot of like mental and emotional stuff that uh, you know can trigger, right? Know, like that he distress. Yeah, you know, he was, uh, you know, in his 70s, so it's like, you know, there's a lot of end of life stuff you're contemplating. You know, once you yeah. get up there mentally and emotionally, and I'm sure a lot of that stuff, you know, ended up triggering when he was trying to physically heal and all that. Just you know, complicated everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, quadruple I would at least bypass. Assume, you know. <laughs> I never asked him. I never, you know, I never flat out when Are he you was stressed out right when now. When he was no, no, no. When he was in, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> no, I'm saying like it would like like it'd be a funny thing for you to ask him right after. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like, hey, you uh, stressed. Or any like emotional and mental complications <laughs> that have arisen with this uh, life-altering surgery so late in life, is that manifesting? <laughs> physically <laughs> you know when yeah. he's just in and out of loopiness that's exactly what he wanted to i'm yeah, sure he wanted I'm to sure. intellectualize what was going on 
Um, oh, I'm so sorry though. That's it. And it's such, and it's such a weird thing, isn't it? When you're like, oh, we made it. Like you made it through the surgery. You're doing it. And then, and then like a fucking bladder infection. Yeah. I, I think mentally I was always like preparing myself like for the worst just in case, like mentally. Even after? Like after the surgery, yeah, yeah, because it's like I never, I, I didn't want to mentally be like, all right, we're in the clear. Right. Uh, there was one time where like he, when he, when he came out the second time, and he was like, he had like some periods where he was like, you know, kind of like out of it, and then some really lucid period, uh, and then like the lucid period, he was like trying to get back his like handwriting, and he was writing down like names of people he remembered yeah. and like he would look out the window and there was like the the hospital room uh was looking at like downtown el paso and he would like point at buildings that he remembered and then like uh like memories of like like he said like that's the the courthouse where me and your mom uh got like the our marriage license and yeah. that's uh i think it was the uh Camino Real Hotel that has like a, a really good restaurant that we went mm. to celebrate with like our friend so and so and so and so and it was like really good uh, and it was uh, about like a a year before uh, me and my wife's wedding so you know he would be like you know like I, I'm really looking forward to your wedding and I want to be at your wedding and stuff like that so it was mm. like those lucid p- parts where I was just like oh maybe he's like you know he's going to be like a-okay after yeah. and even if he made it out of it you never know like uh, like quality of life that was something we were always worried about where it's like you know a big part of his life was like he really loved food he was argentinian so he like really loved food uh and so it's like you never know like if even he makes it out if it's going to be the same but you know you always you know hopeful you're always like yeah you know i hope he makes it out like I hope he heals and in a way that he can be happy. Yeah, because yeah. it's like you know that's you you want any version of your like dad to survive a major surgery like that. You just want to you know, and then on top of that, you're like I hope dad is the same dad. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. yeah. What was causing the confusion? Like his confusion. What like was that? In uh, a way, tied to the illness. I was I was told it's like any time someone comes out of anesthesia like that, where they completely put you under and like uh, do a major surgery like that, that it takes some time to uh, get back up to speed. Like days? Like what? Wh- I mean, what's the timeline on this? I don't know. Oh, okay. I think uh, I assume for every person it's different. I thought you come out and you're, there's the immediate like, oh, the medication is still wearing off, so you're a little confused. But I, I, I didn't realize that you could be that, you know, disoriented. I, I, I assume it's for uh, different for different patients, but yeah, yeah, there was like, you know, it was like days. Yeah. Where it was just like you know he he you know tired and sleep and then he'd wake yeah, up yeah. and he'd be like you know angry or uh confused or and then he'd have like a really good spot and then you know i kind of go back and forth Mm -hmm. you know uh yeah just like all the regular stuff that uh, patients go through where it's like uh anger because of the confusion or like and and because he was a doctor you know they always say like doctors uh, make the worst patients because like they know everything that's supposed to be happening and this nurse isn't doing it right and Mm -hmm. like you know this one uh this one's out to get me and it's like no it's not it's fine and what what did your what did he practice uh neurosurgery what yeah sick yeah 
brain surgeon. Yeah. Yeah. He's a brain surgeon. Yeah. And spine and, you know, the whole... The whole thing. The whole kit and caboodle. What did your mom do? A nurse. No. Did they meet... They met in the operating room when she was in nursing school. He was a resident, I believe. Well, Grey's Anatomy fans everywhere are inspired. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're both like super, super duper smart. Was your dad hot? Uh, he was, uh, like, uh, I, I could bring up a picture, but like when he moved to the States from Argentina, I think he was 18 or 19 to Mm -hmm. like go to medical school. Uh, and he was like, you know, just like oozing machismo, you know what I mean? Uh, and he still had most of his hair, which might, you know, it was a good thing. I want to make this as Uh, Grey's Anatomy as possible (laughs) (laughs) is what I'm getting. Yeah. No, he's, uh. He wasn't McDreamy or McSteamy. McDreamy. Well, not you're talking to a team McDreamy over here. Oh yeah? Oh, I am not McSteamy. Okay. You have no idea what I'm talking about. You no, I do. You no, do? Yeah. McDreamy is uh, Patrick what's his face? Dempsey. Dempsey. And then McSteamy uh is the other guy that like kinda looks like he should be in a superhero T V show, but he isn't. I don't know. Yeah, the he's name. so overly like chin chiseled. He has like the like cheek dimples right yeah like the most common dimples i can see he has like i don't think you have to specify both of them have the thinnest beards like thinned out in (laughs) that's your is that your judgment of a man i no i'm I'm picturing him (laughs) in my and i'm seeing like the first this is like the 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 first season and then the second season of Grey's anatomy which i watched some of yeah uh, I watched up because I'm until... a huge fan of the fray. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that episode was too much. It, the whole thing too was too much. much. I think I got. I, I think I was done. Like I, I, wa- I remember watching the episode where uh, the character that went on to private practice was like, "I'm s- yeah, see you later," and then it was like coming. Oh on right, what was her name? Um, it was McDreamy's. Ex-wife. Was the red hair. Yeah. yeah. Well, she was married to McDreamy because she comes in. And Meredith Grey is... Kate, Kate something? Her character or the No, actor? the actress. Kate something or other for sure. Should I look it up? Yeah, that's going to bother okay. me. What was... I'm more, I'm more ticked off that I don't remember the character's name. Yeah, what was it? Oh, enthralling. Enthralling podcast... <laughs> Podcastery going for. on. <laughs> Grays. <laughs> Just look up private practice and whoever's name oh, yeah, pops okay. up first. That would definitely be it. Because she probably kept because it's a spinoff, so it's yeah. The it was same a name. direct spinoff. It was almost like if I remember it correctly, it was almost like she walks out the door. Addison. And Addison. Addison is the character's name. Yeah. Addison. Yeah. And Addison then, or Kate Walsh is the ac- actor. Yeah. There's yeah. a picture of my dad. You can pop it oh up on the website. So, goodness. like, that's his. Well, I'm going to need you to send this to me so badge. that I can show the listeners. Yeah. What a uh, fox. Yeah. Like, he was, you know, you look at this and he's got the, the mutton chops, like, sideburns <laughs> and it's like. Got a little stubble going yeah, on. Yeah. He, he looks like, hey, you know, I'm in the United States and I, you know, I, know I about have a brains. few good paychecks in my pocket. <laughs> he bought the the most ridiculous car, uh, like, with, like, one of his first paychecks. And it was like. A robin, I, I have a picture somewhere, uh, a robin's egg blue Mach 1, like, Corvette. Oh. Black leather seats, uh, it was a stick, uh, and no AC. And he was <laughs> he would just cruise around in an 8-track in it. Uh, and then he moved to El Paso, Texas with my mom to start up, uh, like, you know, start a family, private practice, stuff like that. Yeah. And... 
there's nothing worse than in the middle of like the desert in West Texas to have like a black leather interior and no, no air conditioning. Oh, he no. never drove it. <laughs> he never drove it. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah. But uh he was that kind of guy. He loved he loved his toys, you know. Wow. Uh and I think it's partially cuz Work his, hard play hard, you know his, what I mean? Well, he, well, he yeah, <laughs> he definitely he definitely worked hard. Uh and he he loved vacations. Uh, but his, his dad, my, uh, my Zeta, my grandpa was a- Your Zeta? Yeah. Zeta's a, I, I, I suppose it's, uh, Yiddish, Yiddish for grandfather or is it Hebrew? Might be the same word. Such a cool name. Yeah. Or uh, word, or, or I guess that would be, is that, a, I so mean, my, it can be my, a common or proper noun. My, my dad's works. parents were, uh, Bubba and Zeta, and then my mom's mom was Bubby. Uh, and now she's a bubby because I have a baby. Oh, yeah, a baby makes a bubby. Oh, baby makes a bubby. A baby makes a bubby. <laughs> <laughs> um, being okay, so you went into fatherhood without your father. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that's one thing that's I really I really wish it, he would have loved this kid so much. He would have yeah. spoiled him so much. It would have been great to just see him hold a baby. Yeah, well, my baby. Not, ba- just anybody. not anybody. He liked babies a lot. He would, he would, uh, my, uh, I only have one first cousin and she has three kids. Uh, and every time, uh, like they would come to visit and bring the little kids, you know, he, he, he didn't like baby stuff, but he loved babies. Yeah. Like I was talking with my mom when she first like, uh, visited after, uh, uh my son Walt, uh, Walter mm-hmm. was born. Uh, Walter Leonardo. So he has my dad's name as oh. his middle name. Your Leonardo. dad's name was Leonardo. Leonardo. Oh my God! He just becomes more and more yeah. Grey's Anatomy by the second. Yeah, he had That's a lot such of such a hot boy name. A lot of a lot of names. Uh, his friends called him uh, Lenny from the Bronx. Oh my God! Because uh, he went to a medical school in the Bronx. You're lucky he's dead. Because I'd uh, be he loved calling that's, him. That's that's him. Like later in Aww. life, he's holding two pugs in his arms. <laughs> He looks he so loved happy. Pugs. Yeah. Does he have paw prints printed on his shirt? Yes, he does. Oh, well, that's so cute. And he doesn't. Uh, he he always liked like uh, animals, like loved animals. Uh, didn't like training him so much. <laughs> uh, and he loved he my loved he loved like babies, that. but he didn't like babies. Like he didn't like babies. My mom he was didn't like toys and stuff. My mom was telling me. Well, my mom was telling me. Uh, like when, uh, me and my brother were born. So we had, we had like an army of people to help. We had, uh, like my Bubby, my Bubba, my mom, uh, uh, my mom's friend who is also like a, a housekeeper for us. All four of them were able to like do baby stuff like all day. Cause they, they moved them, uh, from, uh, Argentina to the States. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, always like a grandma or a mom and then uh her her uh friend also had uh two boys that were like uh two years apart but like the years in between me and my brother so it was like my brother yeah so Mm -hmm. so she had kids too so it was like everyone was able to care for the babies but my dad was working so much he never she said my mom said he never changed a single diaper oh no never oh no and i'm like i'm changing diapers constantly yeah now. as you and should be like, it's so easy it's so easy once you get in the once you get in that gro- i'm snapping and once you get <laughs> in that groove just bang them out as uh are and your your wife is breastfeeding as well uh uh 
or pumping or like yeah. the baby has breast yeah, milk. Yeah, breast milk. And then, which yeah. and and the main difference between breast milk and formula to me is that breast milk poop smells like nothing. It's honestly not the, it's it on, on, sometimes it smells good. I get I get a hint there's like you definitely smell like the milk quality of it. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like, it's almost like a, a cantaloupe or something, like a sweet, like a sweet bread. It. I used to call it sweet bread. There's like a sweetness to it. Yeah. But not sweet breads as in like bull testicles. No. Is that what that's called? No, that's no, also s- called sweet breads bread. is the sweet... thymus gland what? of an animal. The thymus gland? Yeah. Where is that? You're pointing at your back. I think it's throat? Is it your throat? I don't think that's true. I think sweet bread is testicles. I, I know it's not. How do you know it's not? Uh, Rocky Mountain oysters are testicles. They're, they're never called sweet breads. I would put I would put a zillion dollars on sweetbreads are not testicles. All right, I'm gonna look it up. And I would put a, a great deal amount of money that it's the thymus gland. Okay, sweetbreads. Yep. Uh, but yeah, here's here's that. But that's not what I mean. What I mean, it smells like Hawaiian rolls or something. Here's this, that car I was talking about. It's, oh my it's goodness. Nuts. Yeah, Yeah, that doesn't make much sense in El Paso. All of these pictures will be available later. Yeah, I'll have to attach all of them just to make sense (laughs) of everything we're talking about. Um, Okay, sweet breads. Yeah, and babies are... You were right! The thymus gland, or rarely the pancreas. I'm watching a lot of... uh, I never saw a single episode of MasterChef, and uh, my wife just got Hulu, and so I'm watching all of the MasterChefs. Yeah, very surprising outcomes with MasterChef. MasterChef, I just called him. Hi, hi. Master Chef. Master Chef. Um, this looks dreadful. Um, oh, something I forgot to say that I feel I I truly feel is worth mentioning, and I know that no one else will agree with me is that do you remember the character Callie Torres from Grey's yes, Anatomy? She's I, like a Tony Award winning, like like Broadway like musical, musical actor. Yeah. This and that show was, I don't know if it was her first TV show, but it was her first major role. But she was like, She's yeah. really good. And I think that's why they did the musical episode, which everyone oh. loved and I hated. But then I was like, oh, this makes sense. It's because you she's like an insane. Yeah. So you got, you work with what you got. I feel like the musical episode is the one that always like separates the, the fan base where it's like, uh, what, what was the other one where the musical episode I was like oh the musical episode it's uh, Buffy that was the one I never watched there was Buffy. a musical episode on Buffy the Ooh. Vampire Slayer right I'm not crazy I, I feel like everything I bring up you're like is it like, is it though it? no you're consistently right though so I think um, I'm learning a lot there's a musical Buffy episode that matter to me. and I'm pretty sure that's like a litmus test for fans whether you're a fan or not I'm never a fan of a musical episode of anything that's not a musical that's I like it when it's super hokey and it's like not part of the season arc at all. That was basically the Grey's Anatomy one. I was laughing so hard. The Scrubs hard. musical one was great. Oh, I never. I don't where it was so like, okay, so th- there was an episode where it was like, basically at the beginning of the episode is like this this girl was in a car crash or something. And uh, like the there's like one side effect where she hears everyone like speaking uh, but the way she hears it is them singing. Oh, like she has like a tumor or like a she's had some sort of yeah, hemorrhaging. Maybe it's a tumor. There's something, something where it's like yeah. she interprets everyone's uh, like a, like just regular speaking as singing. And that was like the impetus to start this musical episode. Yeah. Uh, and if I remember, it was really somber and really dark. Uh, Ooh. Very fitting to bring up for this podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it all comes back. It all comes to death. back. Speaking of death, our parents. Yeah. Um my parents died last year. I'm sorry. Thanks. Um, yeah, I lost my father. I They did get to meet my daughter, 
and loved her. My papa especially. He just loved and it it was part of what made it all harder for me was like she's so young and you know she was like three months old when my granny passed which was my great-grandmother but she I she was essentially my grandma and she watched me a lot when I was a kid or I watched her rather because she was schizophrenic but she she I mean when I told her that I was pregnant she just I'd never ever seen my granny like lose her goddamn mind the way that she did when I told her I was pregnant. I mean, everybody was so excited. And I was young. I was really young when I got pregnant. Um, but she got to hold Amelia and Amelia was so young when she died. She just definitely doesn't remember her. She never talks about her. Yeah. And um, I'm so, so worried that she's going to forget my parents because, uh, I mean, she was their whole just, world. Yeah, they weren't around they i mean they will just long enough to yeah know. they weren't they weren't with us long enough you know for her to i mean my papa maybe and he had like her name tattooed across his arm and oh, wow. that was like a I, I remember when he when he passed my my mother leaned over um before they before they wrapped him up and took cuz he died in his sleep mm. completely by surprise and before they like rose hills came and they wrap him up in a little sheet and transfer him over to the gurney and make it through um, also I, both of my parents passed in the home I grew up in. Uh, it's a mobile home. I grew up in a trailer park and everything is really, it's a lot of like furniture that's all quite close together and not a lot of room for a whole gurney to go through. So both of these deaths, uh, Rose Hills comes and tries to do the whole like ceremony thing, but they're literally just like bumping into fucking right, like, everything with like my parents' bodies barely balancing on the gurney. Uh, that's called a gurney, right? I'm saying the right word. I think so. I think it's called a gurney. Uh, yeah, but they, so they were like wrapping him up and, and she like leaned over and kissed him and was like, I'm not going to let Amelia forget you. And, and I, and then she passed away four months later. Wow. Uh, and there's the, I mean, I keep pictures of them everywhere in the house, uh, especially in her room. And there's one like right by where we leave and she, you know, where, where we walk out of her room and of, of him holding her when she was really little and she loves babies. So she's always talking about, is that Papa holding me as a baby? And mm. I hope she keeps like holds on to that. But I know realistically there's, she's not going to remember the person he was unless I keep reminding. Her. Yeah. And that's something, that's something that's come up on this podcast before is with, with another, with another guest uh, is, is, as time goes on, um, you get further and further away from them. Like we have these lives where our parents are alive for this amount of time and we're alive for this amount of time. And there's, for some of us, unfortunately, it's just a brief overlap of those lifetimes. And the further we get away from the time that they were alive, like there's something really sad about that. And so there's this like, you know, I'm healing and I'm doing better and I'm getting u more used to it. And I, 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 I cry less or I grieve in a different way or I can celebrate them, but you're also getting further away from, from them. And, uh, yeah. And I, and I, there's going to be less and less people who know that knew them because everyone else is going to die too. Have you seen Coco? Yes. Ah, that's all about that. 
that's so sad. Oh, it is. It is about that, isn't it? Yeah, it's about yeah. It's like once nobody remembers, remembers you, you, you're you die, die. Yeah, like, you double. You're double dead <laughs> in then. the in the in the world of the dead. Like you disappear. Yeah, you double die. Yeah. Um, are you religious? I was raised religious, but I I'm not really practicing now. Yeah. Yeah, you believe I don't, in I don't think I don't I don't really have the, uh, I, I really I go in and out. Yeah, I go in and out where it's like. Yeah, experiencing death really challenges you to like. Uh, be really honest with yourself about that shit, too. Whereas before I would just say like, oh, I think I believe this, but I didn't have to invest a lot of thought into it. But once once you like stare death in the eye and see somebody, were you there when he died? No. Have you ever seen somebody die? Like in real time? No. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about that moment. I, you know, it honestly it, it, like when it comes down to it, it like I don't care in the sense that like if someone needs me to like you know, believe in something for them to like keep living. Mhm. Yeah. I'm all for it. Uh, yeah. if, if they want to, you know, uh, be like super religious and that's what keeps him alive uh, as long as possible. Absolutely. I'm not going to, you know, like crap on you, you know, for your beliefs. If I get to the point where like, you know, uh, you know, hopefully like I'm old and like I have some sort of like, traumatic experience or like I'm very sick or I'm dying and I feel the need to like find God like re recapture my like love for a higher power to feel like that's the thing to like keep me going. I don't want that to be like, you know, anyone to hold that against me or no. yeah. that's bad. But, you know, on the other side where it's like, if I don't honestly believe in something, I don't want to like fake it until it's real. Yeah. 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 I was raised, yeah. I was raised super, uh, you know, uh, like Jewish, like I went to Jewish private school and, uh, you know, with like prayers every day before school and all that stuff. Uh, and I just re- like, I I remember like in the moment, like, like thinking like, oh, I'm really only doing this because my family does it. Yeah. But that's like everything. You know, everyone says yeah. like, it, like kids don't become religious unless it becomes indoctrinated into them when they're really young. But then again, it's like, do they really believe it, or are they forced to believe it? Because no, cause you don't really believe in anything. Like yeah. you're not, because you're not, you're not at an age where you're, you have the capacity even to really like make hard decisions on. I right. Don't know. So you're do you know already I mean? you're already deciding for your kid that they are going to live their entire life by this specific rule set, and then if they don't, there's some sort of guilt attached to it. Yeah. Because you're letting down like your entire not only family but belief system and everyone else that believes the same thing. But you don't want your kid to grow up with no uh structure uh, value or of tradition value. Yeah. or yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know you want it to be like oh I I do what daddy does or like mm-hmm. like you know uh, uh me and grandma think the same way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you want them to have that connection to like you're saying, like their past, and if religion is part of that past, you can't like just completely eliminate it. But yeah, there has to be like a you know a, a realistic way to like also bring up the fact that uh, yeah, there's a reason why 
not everyone in the world believes in the same God or there's a vast majority that don't believe in any God. It's because that there's no actual proof that you can say there is this specific one God and like it you know there's there's nothing like that yeah i i was just having a conversation kind of about this this morning also today i got a ticket for being a badass oh here's what happened i dropped my kid off at school i have a three and a half year old she moves so goddamn slow you've never seen a human in your life like just walking on the sidewalk just walking anywhere like asking her to do anything she comes with like a million things like i'll be like get out of the car get out you're unbuckled get out get out of the car babe you gotta get out you gotta get out of the car and she's like i have to turn the heat off and i'm like when has it ever (laughs) been your fucking responsibility to turn off the heat in this goddamn car um and she's just like i gotta turn the heat off and i'm like turn it off turn it off okay let's turn it off let's get out of the car or like getting in the car is a whole thing she'll be like where's my flamingo and i'm like why would you need (laughs) a blow up flamingo that i kind of understand i understand you understand the need for the flamingo the heat's too far that the flamingo is like uh (sighs) it's like my wallet or my phone or my keys it's like if it's not in my pocket i'm not right You know what I mean? It's like that. But little kids don't have wallets or keys. So she takes forever. So I drop her off at school. I'm late for an appointment at this point. Going down like the road by her school, which is completely empty. And and it's whatever. So people are going really, really slow, though. There's like, you know, like three people in front of me that are going just insanely slow. And so I kind of I'm like. I well, I, I drive an electric car, so I like I'm swerving around him or whatever, and I like, and then I a motorcycle cop pulls me over, and he was like, "Uh, do you know why I pulled you over?" And I was like, "Going, I was going real fast," and he was like, "Uh, you were going fast, you were speeding around cars, you know, you're weaving in and out of the road." Uh, and I was like, "Pretty sick, right?" <laughs> I was like, pretty sick. No. And he was like, you know, he was like, you were going 60 at some point. I was like, I was going 60? You fucking kidding? That's awesome. You're not getting out of that ticket. <laughs> I did not get out of this ticket. No. So I got a ticket for being a badass. And then I got into a car accident. <laughs> I got into a car accident like today, too. Like you hit too. someone. Like I hit somebody. Um, which doesn't happen. I've never hit anybody. Never? I don't think so. It no. Sounds, it sounds like this is your first day as like a badass. <laughs> day one like, of being a badass. Yeah, I got... I did get a ticket. You know what? Today I'm going to decide to drive cool. And you got a <laughs> ticket and hit someone for the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's my day. Day one of being a badass. Kind of successful. I'm going to say, it, you sound cool. <laughs> you sound real cool. <laughs> the baby's you. out of the car. And mama's going to be a badass. <laughs> yeah. Let me turn this heat back up. <laughs> Baby's out. Baby's heat out. Is heat up, up, baby. Let me kick in my eight track. <laughs> um, I have born to be wild. There's a part two to this story, but uh, we have to take a break, so we'll do that, and then I'll and then I'll tell you what I was, how this actually connects to what you were saying. Ooh, part two <laughs> after the break. Okay, one second. We're back. Um, okay, what was the last thing I said? It was a cliffhanger about how the ticket. Oh right, okay, and, the and then and then uh, and then I was in a car accident. Okay, so while I was on the freeway, I pa- You know how you can adopt a freeway? Yeah. So on the ten, uh, the going toward like Bundy Drive, somewhere somewhere before then, the I just looked up. I was on the phone with my friend, and I and I 
and I look up and it was adopted by Atheists Unite, hmm. which I guess is an organization of sorts. And then I just, and I, it, the reason it took me back was because I was like, it's weird that atheists, atheists, <laughs> atheists would be passionate to me. Like, and, and my friend was like, yeah, atheists are like vegans. Like half of them or some of them are like, whatever, I'm, I'm atheist. And then, but then the other fraction of them are so passionately atheist that they're just like aggravated by religion. And I'm like, yes, I do know that. And I think obviously it's fair to be aggravated by a lot of the shit that happens within modern religion. But I, I do know atheists that are like so, so peeved by the fact that people are like still falling for this fairy tale or that or that religion still exists and they just like can't even imagine or like that anybody would believe in that I can't even be around people who would believe in that and I think there's this I I think ironically there's a huge naivety to like because atheists are meant to be you know a cut above all the rest more enlightened than everybody else yeah that's one thing I don't like is like when uh anybody whether they're religious or like actively like non-religious like 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 a staunch atheist yeah where they think like they're better than you because the way way they and their people think yeah and just like anybody who is is believing in religion is just not as intelligent as them and i'm like it's it's so naive of you to completely dismiss the very like nature natural thing it is for humans to fear the unknown and to fear death and for that to project other like necessity for belief and things like that and 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 also just like who the fuck do you think you are and this is i'm not a religious person or a spiritual person i'm very much like i don't i don't know i mean i've seen people die and kind of looks like a light just went out but also, I, who the fuck am I to say? I, I don't know. And, and like these passionate atheists that are just like, oh, God, it's just that are that are just think that like religion itself is is the problem. And, and that also, yeah, just stop dismissing all of history. How can you behave, pretend to be so baffled by the existence of religion? Even if it didn't exist up until now, I would say, yeah, it's, it's absolutely plausible that some, that a religion will exist because we we need tradition and we need community and we need um answers and we have to like find a way to to give those to us and to soothe ourselves i yeah, don't know and that's that's you know for all the you know anything i said where it's like well there's no proof that god exists no. there's also no proof that he doesn't exist yeah. he it he she it like that a higher power doesn't exist yeah you know what I mean? So it could. It's not my belief, but as soon like, as 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 soon as there's like absolute proof either way, then it's going to be a huge deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll be, be a big it, one. It'll be like a, a they'll at least be a newspaper. They'll have it as a headline. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, we'll still be split though. You know, because there's so much tied into religion, like you were just saying that. You know that it's a even even people who are like you have families that are super religious but not practicing but it's just a part of what you do i mean fucking christmas i love i love pickles sure i love pickles sure if there was a hundred percent proof that like pickles will kill you yeah 
I have no problem stop stopping eating pickles. Yeah. It's like my number one favorite food to eat, probably. Pickles are not your favorite food. Probably, yeah. You're if like, I had to rank it, it's like I love eggs, <laughs> I love bread, I like cheese, <laughs> but I don't love cheese as much as those three. <laughs> but it's like tomatoes I love, gummy bears I love. But it, yeah, pickles would probably be like they're m- up there, like the one thing in my fridge where, like Jersey Shore. What Jersey Shore? That's I don't associate pickles with Jersey Shore. You don't. I? Asso- that's all I know about Jersey Shore is that the one character, not character, because it's a real the one girl, like is obsessed with pickles. That's I, I've seen several episodes, and that was not my takeaway. <laughs> that was not, that was <laughs> what not did you my take takeaway. Away from it? It's it's on the beach. <laughs> I mean, there's so many sure, things that yeah. associated with like they worked at a t-shirt store. That's like, that where was they worked. To me. Yeah, like on the boardwalk. I remember there was a, a very uh, 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 popular catchphrase that came out of it, which was uh, uh, GTL. It was an abbreviation for Jim Tan Laundry. Jim Tanning and Laundry. Jim, oh, that's like the three that things like that they have the, to do in a day. The dude's schedules. Jim Tanning Or maybe and it was b- all of their schedules. Probably all of them. Like the women, too. GTL. It was just like you got to hit the gym and then you got to tan and you got to do your laundry. That's like what you have to do every day, bro. I wasn't expecting it to be GTL. I was expecting it to be like. <laughs> no, there's other catchphrases. I think they 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 had a a slang term for like hooking up or having sex that caught. Yeah. That, like, uh, people used to say it was like smushing. I think it was smushing. What? Yeah, I think they called like like oh they were smushing last night or something like that. And I think it references the genitals like connecting, like they smushed their doing genitals it right. connecting. Yeah, I mean, just to smush them. Just to each their own. <laughs> I guess whatever you're into. Maybe yeah. I'm doing it wrong. Um, just be sex positive. <laughs> oh, that. What does that mean? What does sex positive mean? It means the opposite of being sex negative. What's sex negative? Sex negative is everything Don't associated sex. with sex is bad. Oh yeah, I mean, I aren't aren't most of us sex positive now? Well, it, no. I mean, now we're getting we could potentially get back into religion uh oh yeah i mean i associate religious people with being sex negative is anyone else sex negative there's a lot of people that i uh, like assume would have like and i mean it's such a a big part of like life in terms of like where like you know like birth like where people come from like is initiated usually with sexual intercourse so it has like a lot of like weight and gravity to it so if you have like any sort of like like bad ex- sexual experience or you know like any mental or emotional weight, I could see you like being very like sex negative. Like I yeah, but wouldn't that be like sex, sex negative for yourself? Is is sex positive a term that's only meant to be for your personal life, or is that meant to be in reference to your perspective on all sex? Like no, if I you d- say someone is sex negative, does that just mean I, assu- I assume that sex positive means like you're not negative towards it like you don't you don't like shame people yeah, for having sex people. either way or I, like it's not it's not a dirty thing it's not a shameful right. act it's not like some sort of huge taboo or secret that you're not ever supposed to talk about it sex positive means like like bring it out in the open and like let's yeah. have frank discussions about it because it's not something like nasty or crude it's like like a very natural active part of life that everyone like 
like if they choose to should experience without any sort of like uh like shame or like mental like weight put on it yeah you shouldn't i mean like i just think there's people that like you shouldn't be flippant about like just having sex to have sex but then if you're sex positive uh there's also people that are like yeah just have sex like it's not like teach their own right why can't it just be some sort of insane gravity to it you know what i mean I mean, I think if you're a person that wants to put a lot of gravity in, into e- each one of your sexual experiences, that's fine. And I think if you're a person that had a bad, you know, if you're a person that had a really bad sexual experience recently or a long time ago and you're just not prepared to approach sex, then that's fine, too. I just, I don't know. I think my general belief is, like, why why would it be my business what anyone else does with their genitals as long as they're not using them to hurt anybody? Because people want someone else to confirm that they're right. Yeah. Or like the way they think is valid or more valid than everybody else. Yeah. Well, I think that's usually true. It's just like shitty opinions. Like like emotional, like power over somebody where it's just like my thoughts and feelings are... Yeah. Better than your thoughts and feelings. This and is where religion made a nasty turn. Or maybe it was always that way. I don't know. But that's when religion becomes about control and like and, and validating people's fears of themselves and wanting that to Unless like you know, your religion's on top. Unless you're like hashtag winning. What religion do you think is hashtag winning right now? <laughs> um, I wouldn't even Scientology. 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 Well, kind of. So many secrets. Kind of. No one knows anything about it because it no like. one knows anything about him. So that that and that's what they want. So nailed it. And then people like their people don't talk about against them. So. You know, like no one, no one who's in it is like on the fence about it. Like you're in, you're passionate. I think there's a lot of people that are uh, like going through the motions, but don't honestly believe in everything that they're. Well, that's what I mean is they're so control heavy that if you're going to get in there, you're like. They don't let in fakers or the percentage of fakers are very low. I don't know. I don't know. There's so little, so little I know about. Do you think John Travolta is secretly gay and that's why he can't talk against the religion i have as very little knowledge john travolta is a scientologist he they've got some shit on him and that's why dossier what the travolta dossier what like that trump dossier what there's just like a lot of secret information about him about him like peeing on people during sex is that a thing donald trump peed on people during sex allegedly who cares it's so weird <laughs> it's so weird that i'm like no wait no 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 had people pee on him also who cares <laughs> oh well in that case yeah i oh that's sh- that sh- that shit really grinds my gears when people because there he also was on trial for raping a 12 year old like why is why does anyone care if he had people pee on him? He's a fucking monster. Because pee pee's naughty. Pee pee's not naughty. It's just a little pee. 
It's just a little. Sexy Not pe- that I want people to pee on me, but um, but if I did, I'd be like, okay, yeah, just pee on me. Now hold on. Are you going on the record on your podcast <laughs> where Bree says sexy peepee is no naughty? <laughs> Because this, this now you, it's a it's a very thin line. Now <laughs> it's a slippery slope into sexy poo poo. Sexy poo poo. Well, so, sexy poo poo, sexy pee pee, no naughty. Sexy poo poo, sexy pee pee, no naughty, big mess. Wow, wow. <laughs> it's not a personal preference, but whatever you're into. Wow. Also, do you remember like all of the? What's your okay? What's your favorite, uh, like weird, like made up sex thing? You remember when you were like in middle school and people were talking about, you know, there's when like. When I was in high school, the thing that was going around was the term blumpkin. What is that? A blumpkin, uh, the, I believe the slang term means uh, to receive oral sex while on the toilet in the act of defecating. What? I got I to gotta go back to Urban Dictionary. And but I'm you sure. had to do it. You just had to do it. No, I don't know anyone that has <laughs> no, or even no wanted to. No one does that. No. Uh, that's such bullshit. My favorite one. Sexy poo poo naughty. Sexy poo poo <laughs> not naughty. My favorite one, because, okay, so there was one called the Chili Dog. Uh, do you know that one? That is something that's <laughs> like poop on a chest. Yeah, but then. See, I think that's also a Cleveland steamer. No, no, no. That's a Cleveland steamer. But a, a chili dog is a poo-poo on the chest. I can't believe I'm talking about Okay. <laughs> poo-poo on the chest. Sorry, Dad. And then um, we'll get back to your dead dad in a minute. <laughs> okay. Can you just wait? Yeah, okay. Can you ahead. wait? Uh, and then um, your little, your uh, a boy's mm, goes in the middle of, um, on a girl, in her. Mm. Okay, so it's it's a. Yeah, you say it. Okay, so it's a like a boob job. No, it wouldn't be a boob job. No, that's when someone gets implants. Implants, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so... Yeah. In between the breasts. Yeah. But it's laying on a bed of poo-poo. Yeah. But then, and then... Um, so it's using defecation as the lubricant. And then, yeah, and then, well, and then, yeah, and then something happens in there. A lot of things can happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of... That's see. This is this is why I think uh, sexy poopoo naughty. No, no, because it's getting so close to mouth. It's getting so and, close and to we mouth. Can all agree but why that is that naughty? What if someone's into eating poopoo? That's a no, no. We can why? all agree that poopoo in the mouth a no, no. Why is poopoo in the mouth a no, no? Unhealthy, bad. bad. <laughs> Unhealthy, bad. No, no. Because it's 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 waste from the body. How come boys? It, it it leaves the body. It's elimination. Yeah, but you know how come I mean? boys don't get UTIs from doing all that? From doing all what? From 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 getting poo poo on their on their on their pee pee. Because it's all it's not inside. It's outside. Yeah, but it's gonna get inside. If if you get excrement inside your yeah. urethra, you have a very high chance of getting a UTI. Okay. Yeah, it's just the the canal is so like narrow, narrow that yeah. it might not get like all the way in and down yeah it's also a shame that evolution you have a constant hasn't... you have a pretty constant stream you know every time you you pee oh like, right you're gonna get it all out it, it just out. cleans it all out yeah got yeah. it um anyway Boy so sorry about just, your yeah. dad oh th- yeah thanks uh you know uh, i feel like uh, a part of this is honoring him you know <laughs> he's, i was raised in the uh, uh household of uh, two people in the medical field and <laughs> Yeah. 
you know your neurologist hot dad you know it's you know you you start off you you, you when you're born you come out <laughs> and all people are concerned about uh <laughs> and this is yeah, i mean this is true based on my experience is all they care about is poo and pee <laughs> if your baby is pooping and your baby's peeing it's a healthy baby it's a healthy baby you don't want stuff to go in and not come out yeah get back and then up in there. when you get later in life you know what i mean and you're in a hospital bed what's the what do they care about again the poopoo and the poopoo and the peepee and if you're not doing it right or you're not doing it enough they build machines and tubes to make it happen machines yeah what do you mean to pump it out what to get it out what 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 there's not a machine that goes in there they have machines now. They don't have a machine that pumps out your poop. I saw it. What did I see it on? I saw some television program uh, where <laughs> there was a, a machine that gave someone a colonic. And it, it was purposely oh, to like I'm getting pump one. water in. I'm getting one. What? I'm getting one this week. I've never done it. Colonic irrigation. Oh, uh, I don't think it's a good idea. You put a tube up there. They're going to put a tube up my butt. This doesn't sound like a good idea. They're going to put some water up there. And I'm going to like, she's also like a, um, I don't know, like a sound person. It's, they're going to send like what? <laughs> she's like sound put, waves? Yeah, yeah. To she, break up she the plays, stuff in your colon? She plays music over my tummy and then it tells the poop to come out. No, that's... <laughs> Listen that's to how yourself. that works. Listen to yourself. What do you mean that's how that works? How do you do it? If you said <laughs> sonic waves will uh <laughs> like break up the like uh like uneliminated defecation in my colon. Yeah. I might have followed you for a little bit. Well, okay. But There's as soon as you break <laughs> it down to like little kid logic to where they can understand it, immediately it sounds, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Like if you if if you say uh, like oh what are you up to oh mommy's gonna have music <laughs> play to her tummy to make the poo poo come out easier <laughs> you have to understand that this is not a medical procedure you should be paying money for this is like why oh. don't you just get a bucket <laughs> and put it in front of a big subwoofer in your house <laughs> and just play Rammstein and just have your own have your own elimination <laughs> party as they would call it. <laughs> That's elimination what you do. party is exactly. <laughs> oh, mommy's going. <laughs> Rammstein's helping mommy go. I mean, there's a thing to it, though. I mean, there's bye 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 bye. There's poo-poo. a note that's so. There's the brown note. You've heard of that, that's right? A myth. That's not a myth. It's a note that's so low that it 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 makes you go um poo poo. That's that's a myth, no? It's, I don't think it's a myth. I I I can't believe. I mean, there was a whole South Park episode on it. It can't be. That's I don't know, but I'm gonna let her play whatever fucking tambourine she wants over it's my. It's just a tambourine. Now nah, there's t- no <laughs> way. There's no way. It's just <laughs> like it, 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 just sit on the toilet and jingle your keys in front of your stomach. <laughs> That's the same thing. I would That's rather the same thing. You just don't have someone else to you do just it. don't have a lady in front She's of you. She's gonna put water. It. All right. Well, it's gonna be great, and it's gonna clean me out. I swallow all my gum. I need it cleaned out. A loudspeaker in a garden hose. Save yourself some money. <laughs> what? I don't want that. Yeah, I'm what I you're paying for. You're going. That's what she's that. gonna do. I don't want to. Put my, could you imagine if my dog walker came up the driveway and I just had my, a garden hose up my ass? And you're just laying <laughs> over a subwoofer. <laughs> and they're like, huh? And you just. You and go, I'm just like, it's fine. It's healthy. Jezebel's in back. 
Jezebel's in back. <laughs> your dog's My name dog? is Jezebel? Yeah, her name is Jezebel. You named your dog after a website? What? <laughs> you are. <laughs> you are a nightmare. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. We have to talk about dead parents at least once. Uh, okay. You are a dad. Mm-hmm. Your dad's dead. Yep. Has that made you like in in terms of like facing your own mortality? I think every time somebody loses somebody, especially a parent, it makes us face our own mortality because you just kind of see like nothing, nothing humanizes your parents more than them dying, which sucks that it, the most humanizing thing that could happen to them in your eyes happens out when they die. You can't use it. it you yeah. can't use it. And, and, and there's so, yeah, there's, there's so much that, I mean, I knew it then I knew it when they were alive. Like you are two people trying your best. I get it. And sometimes that vibes with me and sometimes it does not vibe with me at all. And I wish you learned more. And I wish, and I wish you were like, um, you know, more accepting of certain things or, or whatever, but, but it, it really, really clicks in a different way after they die. But I mean, do you find yourself thinking about it a lot in terms of being a parent and, and, and how long is he going to have you and, and are you in a rush to make sure you, you know, give him as everything you've got now? I don't really, I don't really have that thought where it's like, I got to get everything in my brain to him as soon as possible because I could go any minute. I'm, I don't do that. Yeah. Uh but it's just like, you know, you kind of think like, what can I, like, what can I give him? What can I tell him? What can I teach him? How do I go about it? What do I do? Yeah. You know what I mean? And all you can do is just like, you know, learn, try and learn from your life. What what did my parents, uh, you know, tell me or show me? And then based on how you think that went with you, and then, you know, your circumstances and, like, what you can provide. Try and do what you think is best for your kid. Yeah. So then, you know, maybe change it up. You know, my dad, like, uh, worked a whole ton uh, because he wanted to, like, you know, uh, provide as much as he could for, you know, his family in terms of, like, you know, things you know yeah yeah, good house and you know like everything we ever wanted he promised my uh my mom's mom when they got married that uh uh, she'll never go without a meal you know because that so that's Mm -hmm. the kind of mindset uh but that being said you know like he didn't spend as much time with me and my brother as he probably could have you know he made up for it as much as he uh like could i i hope you know i mean Uh, family vacations and you know uh, like spending time with us on the weekend stuff but you know when you're working so hard and you're like literally saving people's lives and you know you have these crazy er shifts like you know there has to be like i don't have any conscious memories of it but there had to have been times where it's like i wish dad tucked me in or like i wish dad read to me and like put me to sleep you know what i mean so uh i'm not a brain surgeon yet (laughs) uh still time uh but like you know uh, one thing i can provide for my son now is like that kind of like emotional uh you know availability you know i i can be there and 
and soothe him and and hug him and you know uh you know teach him out teach him about things yeah so i think uh, that's what i'm gonna try to do uh, at the same time try and improve my uh you know m- monetary status i guess <laughs> you would say i got a decent credit score yeah that's all that matters yeah so that's all you can do is just uh uh learn from your past and do the best you can with your circumstances and yeah. try and improve your circumstances yeah there's there's so much that uh, i know a lot of parents and i know a lot of parents that are like a family or or childhood adjacent and i i grew up we didn't grow up poor but we certainly grew up in a kind of a poor town it certainly was back then it was really pretty ghetto um La Puente and I I saw a lot of kids having kids and a lot of really bad parenting decisions and I just I just really don't think I think so much of it also is for in those scenarios wasn't because I'm from a trailer park it wasn't because I was from a not a pretty ugly town in a lot of ways it was it was because they just weren't given the tools to be like emotionally healthy um, people and, and like able to be selfless in that way. Sometimes because they were young and sometimes because there was just not a lot of like enlightenment. Like in, they, in, they just in didn't know or like that well, wasn't like their experience or what? It, I mean, it's a very blue collar kind of vibe and a lot of like bear your feelings. We don't talk about them. There was like a there was a lot of that. And I just I, it makes me really, really sad. And I still see some people that are like, you know, you're a boy. You can't cry shit like that. That's like that's such a bummer. And that's not down to anybody's situation. That's just but why? Why are you wasting time on that kind of yeah. shit? I and I I, I mean, never had I don't think I ever had that like boys don't cry kind of thing cuz I never good. like played like too much uh actually yeah if you even if you play like so like if you do like organized sports I feel like that's yeah. the one where it's like you know be suck it up like it be up. a man like yeah. boys don't cry uh, but I never that was always like never true to me cuz like you'd watch the Super Bowl and then everyone's yeah. crying and it's like that's even with girls, it's like, it, oh, if you're going to play a sport, you better not act like a girl. You want people to think, you know, this is why girls don't play softball. This is why girls don't. It, like, it's so opposite. It's so, it's so opposite to me. And I, I think that's partly why I, want, I like doing stuff like this, why I wanted to do a podcast. Not just because, like, I, there's so much to laugh about and there's so, there's so m- many complex emotions that, you know, it's the shittiest club in the world and, and welcome to it. And, uh, <laughs> and but and connecting with other people who have gone through the similar trauma that no one else under no one who hasn't gone through it uh, understands, but also because I like talking about the tough stuff. I think because I'm from a place where you just didn't, and I I think it's really tough. so. Anyway, what I guess in a roundabout way, what I was getting at is uh, you're doing a really good job, and um, yeah, you obviously love your son so 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 much and it's really wonderful oh, he's to see. the best he's the best he's i haven't even best. met him but i w- was really genuinely hoping you would bring him so i could smell uh, him no, his head smells so good oh i bet it you does. can't describe i can't that's that's the one thing i don't think i can describe is how good 
your baby's head smells yeah. to you. Do you ever see Poltergeist? Huh? Have you? Did you ever see Poltergeist? The movie? Yeah, the movie. A long time ago. A long time like, ago. I was like, the thing? No. There's, the, <laughs> the, there's, uh, there, there's this one scene where her mom, like, there's like a gust of wind that goes through her when they're like in the house and the like ghosts are coming down the and and all the whatever and there's the creepy old lady. There's this one scene where like a wind, a gust of wind goes through her and she's like, it was her. I could smell her. I can smell her. I can smell her on me, and. For some reason, that's like the big part of that movie that stuck with me. And now it makes, and now as a parent, that's a real thing. Like Amelia, I, when I, and I think about that scene, I think about the poltergeist when I smell my kids sometimes, (laughs) but it's because, but I'm thinking about how like, oh, I know your smell, just like your essence. I'll never not know I read about it. It's a physiological thing. Mm -hmm. There's like pheromones uh, or, or something on a baby's scalp that excretes to basically make you put up with the baby put up with their crap yeah it gives you some sort of like kind of like euphoric or like connectivity oh, i'm so connected like, to it sense. yeah yeah so like when, it's not shampoo when the, when it's the not... baby's crying yeah like you're like oh like uh, i hate the sound of the baby crying but then, but then when it's all over and you, you smell the head it's like makes it okay you to you like forgive them. you know the psychologically evolution's a real mind fuck isn't it yeah this is why people get conned into having more than one yeah but watching the baby like learn just very small things like he discovered his hands like a week ago (laughs) and you're just like oh shit i fucking forgot there was a period of my life where i was just like I had like a very small uh, sense of like where I was and I can't see very far and I can't like see beyond this very small thing. And then, well, what's this little guy? And it was my hand. And it was just like, I noticed this. I'm going to bop this on my face. And then like, you know what? That feels pretty good. Maybe I'll I'll put it in my mouth. And it's like, hey, this is great. Before that, they're just kind of. wobbling them they're just aimlessly throwing them around and they don't really know what and then they gain some kind of like oh i have control over this what is this this is how they came up with the screenplay for look who's talking (laughs) it's just like hey i wonder if like what would they be saying baby what does a baby think (laughs) yeah but when when you're a parent it's 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 awesome yeah it's awesome when like you know like you're ready for it and you've been like gearing up for it and like you not only think you can do a good job but like you want to do a good job yeah uh and you're like in a good enough place in your life where like you know it won't be like you know a hardship Mm -hmm. uh for either you or the baby and yeah like watching a baby sleeps great (laughs) yeah oh god it's how can we miss them it's so stupid that we can just serious like you just wait for them to fall asleep, and then once that you're just staring at them, you're like, oh, I just want to wake you up now. I've had ten minutes to myself, and I just want to wake you up a little bit. Yeah. And I, I, she's at the age now where I can I go real close to see. Like sometimes I'll put the pass like when the pacifier falls out and they just fall asleep. Yeah. I'll put the pacifier like on their belly or their chest to see if it goes up and down, just to make sure they're breathing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to put my face too close. Yeah. To like listen for the breathing or like feel the breathing, but I want to make sure the baby's still breathing. It's yeah. like so the baby's fine. You know the baby's fine. The baby's fine. You just want to prove it. <laughs> you want to prove it. And Gee, well, yeah. eventually too you'll get to so now Amelia's three and a half and if I wake her up she'll immediately go back to sleep. 
So in some, the morning. At night, even. Oh. So like she'll go down, and then if I maybe had a show or or had something where I had to leave the house and then I come back, I'll then wake her up again just to tell her that I love her. <laughs> and just and or or if if I had to have um, a nanny put her down uh, to and sleep. And then she's just like. She's like, oh, it's no, it's so cute. She just kind of goes, she doesn't even open her eyes. She just knows it. And sometimes before I even say anything, she'll be like, hi, mommy. No. And then, and then I'm like, I love you, baby. Did you have fun tonight? Like if someone else put it in, she'll be like, yeah. And be like, I love you. I love you, mommy. And And then just this one. And then like falls asleep. And (laughs) And it's the most warming thing in the entire world. And she'll, and, and now that, you know, and, and we have, dead parents and uh sh- she'll just i i just never i don't know she she's never gonna love me as much as i love her uh that's all well maybe you don't know i don't think that there's it's even possible did you did you love your Are parents you- even as even close to as much as you love your own kid it's just not in the same way it's it's different yeah yeah i don't think you could put a level on it it's oh, I need like, a rating system for everything. I think with my with my parents, because my the uh, my mom's still alive. Yeah, they still hang around. Uh, <laughs> Bubby Bubby needs to smell the <laughs> baby's head more. Bubby uh, needs the baby. Bubby needs the baby. She's coming in in a couple weeks. Oh, good. Uh, and me and the wife are gonna go see Avengers. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get out of the house and have a <laughs> <Party>. mocktail. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's more like love in terms of like like respect. Mm-hmm. And like honor, where it's just like I'm starting to see like wow, mm-hmm. like I don't know how bad I was as a kid, but even if I was like the even if, you were the if best. I was like 99th percentile like best kid, it's still so mm-hmm. like taxing. Yeah. So it's like it's more like you know, like like give a damn. Thanks. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Thanks, pal. Hey, you are awesome <laughs> and then with, and then with the baby it's more like uh you know like uh kind of like a, a selfless kind of love where it's like i'll yeah. I'll throw myself in front of a, a train for you kind of thing it's more like protective yeah yeah as yeah. opposed to like i don't have to worry about protecting my mom you know what i mean oh until no. you know they get to the point where they're like really old and fragile and you got to step up uh yeah if, if they need that, but. I think also with your kid though, it's it, there's this like I, I'm I'm responsible for show make turning you into an adult that can be happy. Yeah. Even if I'm not there, it's my job. You know, even if even if something happened to me before she's an adult, I, I in the time that I have with her, it's you my responsibility. To, I have to set her up. Yeah. We can't, you know, we we can't give them a life that's free of trauma, and we wouldn't want to. The only thing we can do is show them or teach them in the best of our abilities how to like love themselves and love others through it, and um and have compassion and self restraint and uh things like that. Yeah, we're definitely trying to be a no screaming household. A no screaming. It's just like. We, me and my wife both hate screaming. Yeah. Like in terms of like, oh, that's a natural, like acceptable reaction to stuff that like comes at, comes at you during Mm -hmm. life where it's just like, you're just allowed to scream at stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, there's, and we're both like, there's better ways to like, not bottle yourself up, but like deal with those emotions without like lashing out in some sort of angry way. And so that's something we're going to look to uh i'd like to you think know we do things bring up in the way. future you know once he decides uh he's old enough to understand 
human language <laughs> and we can talk to them. And no, then- but you, ha- you have to start it now, though. You really, I think I think just starting it as soon as possible and then it just naturally, it comes up I mean, naturally. Yeah, he feels the vibe of the household yeah. and he sees like, or at least feels like how we treat each other. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's like half the battle. I'm not, I'm not a yeller as an arguer and I don't have zero to 60 anger and I... Uh, I just would like zero to sixty badassness. Just when zero you're to sixty badass, you know. <laughs> but I, I, so I, we don't. I don't yell. I don't yell at her. We don't yell at each other. But we do get into like bickering, screaming matches. Like, like it's funny. Is it and like the other this morning, like, like the other morning, she was. I was like, all right, I gotta let the dogs out, and then I'm gonna come and grab you in a minute. And she's on the other side of her little safety gate in her room, and she's like, no, two minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> no. A minute. And she's like, you're two minutes. I'm one minute. And I was like, you're two minutes. And then we just. <laughs> and then. So that's. <laughs> so that's how I parent. Um, all right. We got to end this thing. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. And talking to me about Leonardo. Yeah. Leonardo Schwartzbein. <laughs> Schwartzbein? Schwartzbein. I have not been saying your name. Why didn't you tell me I said your name wrong? How'd you say it at the top? I think I said. As far as bean, close enough. Bean, <laughs> it's not bean. Close enough. All right, sorry. I get it so many different ways. Uh, yeah, but the uh, the preferred pronunciation is uh, Schwarzbein. But I'll take Svarsbein. I'll take Svarsbein. Uh, I'll take Svarsbein sometimes. One oh, time Svarsbein. I got a, a Sports Illustrated magazine that was to uh, Johnny Siergenbein, and oh, they added I like a Siergenbein. G and an E in the middle That's of it. So many. Reason. Uh, so I'll 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 take <laughs> it. Take uh, it as long as you're saying my name. I don't care how you pronounce it. It's All Hollywood. Right. Swartzbein. All right. Thanks, Johnny Swartzbein. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hello, my sweet little angels. This is Brie Helders. Thank you so much for listening to My Dead Parents, hosted by me and produced by Julia Meltzer. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and keep with us on Instagram at My Dead Parents. If you have any questions or input, you can also email us at mydeadparentspodcast at gmail.com. Bye. Campfire.